0: Oftentimes, business owners will have net 30. And as a virtual CFO or an accountant, I always ask business owners, why did you select net 30? Most cases, it's the common thing to do, but it may not be the correct thing to do for your business.
1: You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. So this morning, my guest is a financial consultant specializing in outsourced CFO and tax services and focuses on profitability, which obviously as coaches and consultants, we all need. Now, this is pretty exciting. She has a track record of helping over 90% of her clients grow between 30% and 350% within a year and reduce their tax liabilities by 60% or more. So welcome to the show, Octavia. I'm really excited to dive into this topic with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. That's so cool. Now, today we're going to talk about why cash flow is the leading cause of business failure, which is completely, it sounds a little bit topsy-turvy, but before we dive into this topic, why don't you share a little bit about the kind of clients you work with and how you came to be doing what you do? Well,
0: um, as you mentioned, the name of the company is Say Yes to Profits. And uh, when I was rebranding the company, I continued to ask myself, what do I want my clients to achieve? What do I ultimately want my clients to achieve? And I was literally walking around my office and asking myself that question. And out of the blue, I was like, I want my clients to say yes to profits. And I was like, Aha, I'm going to go with that name. So basically what we do is help consultants scale to seven figures faster than they ever thought possible.
1: And who doesn't want that, right? Who doesn't want that? (laughs) Awesome. So you're talking about profits. Let's start off. Now, this may seem like a really basic question, but I think that we should really set the foundation. What exactly is profit? How would you describe profit?
0: Great question. So profit is the number at the bottom of your profit and loss statement. And the way that you generate a profit is when you earn revenue and you incur expenses, revenue minus expenses equals a net profit, meaning you earn more money than you spent, or you can have a net loss, meaning you spent more money than you earned. So we want you to continuously say yes to profits by having a net profit at the bottom of your profit and loss
1: statement. Nice. So, well, let's start there. Profit and loss statement. Now, that's one of the reports that we should be reading all the time. However, I know that there's a lot of people that are afraid to open up their zero account or their other accounting software to have a look at their reports because they don't really know what it means. So let's just like wipe money shame off the table. What are some of the reports that we need to be looking at and why do we need to look at them? Oh, this is a great question. So we need to make sure that we're focused
0: on the profit and loss statement, as I just mentioned, as a business owner. The next report would be your balance sheet. I always say that you cannot have a healthy business if you do not have a healthy balance sheet. And the reason why is because when you look at your balance sheet, you are looking at your assets, your liabilities and equities, right? If your liabilities exceed your assets, that means that you're operating your business upside down. And who wants to operate their business upside down? Meaning Mm -hmm. you have more debt than you actually have cash in your business. Mm -hmm. And then the next statement would be your cash flow statement. Now, this statement is so important because it shows you the flow of the money exiting your company and entering your company. And you always want to have a cash flow positive company at all times.
1: Mm. Okay. So, we've got the P&L, we've got the balance sheet and the cash flow statement. How often should we be looking at each of those? Monthly.
0: Monthly at least once a month, and you should have your books closed by the 10th of each month. So that way you're able to see what happened and you still have several days left in the month in order to course correct and Mm. implement new strategies that will help you have more cash flow and more profits in your business.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's something I do with my clients once a month. At the beginning of the month, we go back and make sure we have a look because if you don't look at your numbers for, oh my goodness, like I'll say once a quarter, I know that in Australia we do our tax quarterly, or I've even heard of people not even looking at their numbers sort of until like the full tax year is finished. And you just can't course correct. You can't have a look and be able to pivot or change or even simply just shutting down subscriptions that you hadn't noticed were coming out of your account. Like there's so many reasons that that we should be looking at our accounts each month.
0: Absolutely. I always say, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Mm -hmm. And if you're waiting until tax time, whether it's quarterly or annually, if you're waiting until then, you've made a lot of unknown mistakes. Like you have a lot of money leaks and ways that you've left a money on the table throughout the year that now you're at this end of the year or this quarterly and you can't really fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly looking at your numbers on a monthly basis, you will position yourself to leverage your numbers to grow your business. And that's basically how we help our clients. We're constantly monitoring, constantly tracking and really identifying everything that they need to know about their numbers so that when they look at their business the next month, the next year, they're at a totally different level.
1: Mm. Have you ever had a client, I mean, I just talked about shame of not opening because they don't maybe don't understand a, um, a report or they don't understand the numbers to look at. Have you ever come across clients that have a shame around that, that have come to you? And, you know, if they have, what has changed straight away?
0: Absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that because I just completed a video testimony with one of our clients that has enabled us to actually say that instead of we're taking clients from 30% to 350 that we now take them from 30% to 854% in 12 months, this particular client experience that growth. And when we first started working with her, she was very apprehensive, very afraid about allowing someone to see the most sensitive part of Mm. her business. Mm -hmm. One of the first things that you can do if you're in this position is to gain financial clarity. Once you gain financial clarity, you will begin to feel like you're in control financially of your business. And the way to gain financial clarity is to get your books in order, reconcile your books, make sure that they're up to date and they're in compliance, and you will begin to see your money habit. And then that shame and that Fear will go away because now you understand what has happened and you're in the perfect position to fix it going forward.
1: Mm. So what I'm hearing is that that shame is just not looking or, you know, keeping them under the rug. As soon as you start really understanding and looking at your numbers, all of a sudden it, it takes on a completely different meaning.
0: Absolutely. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror and you see something on your face. You're not going to leave it there. Right. So when you look at your numbers and maybe you see that you're at a net loss repeatedly or maybe you see that you're generating a profit but you never have any money in the bank. You begin to ask yourself, well, why did this happen? You know, what am I doing right? What am I doing
1: wrong? How do
0: I fix this going forward? Mm. So the very first step is to gain financial clarity.
1: Mm, I love that, love that, love that. This episode is made possible by Your Podcast Concierge. Editing your podcast can be time consuming. Your Podcast Concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. So Let's talk about gaining that financial clarity. What are the KPIs that you suggest that we should be tracking in our business?
0: Great question. The very first KPI would be your revenue earned. How much money are you earning on average? And how much money are you earning per service or products in your business? You also want to understand how many clients you need at your current price point in order to reach your revenue goals. The next question would be your break even point. What is it costing you each month to operate your business? Once you have some of those numbers in place and you're really understanding those numbers, then you're ready
1: to go to the next step. Mm, I just want to touch on that really quickly because one of the biggest lies that I hear all the time is people saying that, you know, to set up a knowledge-based or an expert business, doesn't cost anything. And I just, it frustrates me so much because it does have a cost. There's, you know, hosting and websites and insurance and taxes. So really, really make sure that you do know your costs and your break even point.
0: Absolutely.
1: Awesome. So that was the second one. What's the third KPI that we should be focusing on? Cash flow. Mm -hmm.
0: You really want to know, and cash flow kind of has to deal with costs, but you really want to understand your daily, weekly, and monthly cash flow needs. So there is a difference between generating a profit and actually having enough cash flow in your business. Those are two totally different numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Your cash flow consists of all of the money that is entering and exiting your company. Mm-hmm. Your profit consists of your revenue and expenses. You must understand both numbers. Mm-hmm. You must understand if you make this move versus that move, if you have this client come on board or that client leave, what will your cash position be? And what will your profit position be? You want to know both of those numbers.
1: Can you give us a, an idea um, like a practical application, maybe a, a case study or even you know a made-up case study of the difference between that cash flow and profit?
0: Yes. So when you think about profit, right, when you're invoicing your clients and they, you're waiting for them to pay, when you look at your profit and loss statement, you will show a net profit at the bottom of your profit and loss statement. You've earned revenue, and you've sent out the invoice. However, during this same time, when you log into your bank account, you may feel like, ugh, what is going on? Because Mm -hmm. your cash is not where it needs to be. The problem is that you sent out the invoice, but you have yet to receive the payment. So the payment may come the following month. So that means you generated a profit, but your cash balance possibly decreased because you were paying expenses, but you have yet to receive the money into your business. Mm. And if the client never pays or they're 30 days or 50 days or 60 days late on the payment, you're still operating your business with a possible net profit, but then your cash balance is not in a good position.
1: Mm. Makes it very difficult to do business when you're in that position. Absolutely.
0: I often teach about closing the cash gap and that's one of the biggest cash gaps for
1: small business owners. Mm, Totally. I actually want to go, actually let, no, before we go into our next KPI, can you talk about that closing the cash gap? Because I think this is just so important.
0: So one of the things you want to do, and we'll still look at the example that I just went over, you want to adjust your pricing as well as your payment terms. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, business owners will have net 30. And as a virtual CFO or an accountant, I always ask business owners, why did you select net 30, right? Mm -hmm. Most cases, it's the common thing to do, but it may not be the correct thing to do for your business. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need due upon receipt, Mm -hmm. or maybe depending on the project, you want to have broken down payments. So you want to have your clients pay a deposit in the beginning, pay a deposit in the middle and then, or, or payment in the middle rather, and then pay another payment before the project ends. Instead of waiting to the project has end, and then you build a client, you give them 30 days to pay Mm. and you're still operating your business in 30 days. You still have payroll. You still have expenses. If you have a brick and mortar, you still have rent or mortgage that is going out while you're waiting on this payment. So that's one way to close the cash gap in your business is to adjust your payment terms. And then I also mentioned pricing. Mm -hmm. A lot of business owners make the mistake of not pricing their services and products for profit.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That is a huge mistake. So when you're thinking about pricing, you wanna make sure that included in the pricing formula is a percentage that is strictly for profits.
1: Is there a, like a set formula you use for that? Because I know that, you know, some people might go for a hundred percent markup or some people might go for a, a 50 or 60%. Do you have a formula that you use with your clients? Well, there is really no set formula. We have a formula, we have
0: about seven pricing formulas that we share with our clients. But what I can tell you at a minimum, whatever you desire for your bottom line profit to be in a percentage wise. So, if you desire to have 20% left over, 30, 40, 50% left over, then your Pricing for profits formula should include a pricing for profits percentage of 20% or 30% of whatever that desired number is. So after you add all of your costs associated with providing that service or product, then you tack on that profit percentage or that percentage as a markup, and that will give you a roundabout figure of your ideal price for that service. Mm.
1: Perfect, perfect. I love that. I think that pricing is such a, a tricky subject because really for a lot of service-based business owners, like coaches and consultants, that number they're pulling really out of the air. It's not like we're selling a product that's got a specific cost as it comes through the door and we know what the freight cost is and you know, blah, blah, blah. It's it's very intangible and it can make people really sweaty and uncomfortable.
0: Absolutely. I've seen where coaches and consultants will actually look on their competitor's website to determine their price. Your service is based on your business and your value, not your competitors. So you want to get crystal clear on the costs in order to provide that service or products to your clients and then tack on your profits on top of that cost.
1: Mm, love this so much. Love this so much. So let's go back to the KPIs. We've got the revenue earned, we've got the break even point, and the cash flow, which we've super dived into. I believe there's a couple more. Well, if we want to think about some
0: more, I would say let's see, we touched on pricing, uh, break even cash flow. You could also look at your debt to equity ratio. How much debt do you have on your business? And also your profits per service or product. So you want to make sure that for each service you provide, that service is profitable, right? And you want to look at how many staff members and how many hours will it take to provide that service to your clients? That's the part of your cost. What out-of-pocket costs do you have for that service so that you can then determine its profitability? Another KPI I just thought about is your profitability per client. So mm. for all businesses you have a particular client that you serve well, and then you have a particular client that is ideally in your top 20%. Mm -hmm. You want to find or determine your top 20% of clients because they're going to bring in the most money into your business. And when you've identified them and you've identified their characteristics, you've identified their client avatar, you can go find more of them and ultimately generate more revenue in your business.
1: Love it. So what are some of the red flags that we should be looking for? So once we've gone and had a look at our our KPIs, what are the red flags that we should be looking for to know if there are financial decisions that we're making that are not allowing us to grow? Great question. One of the main red flags would be if you
0: as a CEO... If you're able to receive a reasonable salary from your company, Mm -hmm. if you are unable to receive a reasonable salary from your company, that is a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. That means that you're either not generating enough revenue or you're not managing your cash flow correctly because you are the hardest working person in your business. Mm -hmm. So you should
1: be paid for that. Mm -hmm. So that would
0: be the first red flag.
1: Love it. So if someone is facing that situation right now, what would you suggest is the very first thing that they should do?
0: I would recommend conducting an expense audit. An Mm -hmm. expense audit is something that we do with all of our clients quarterly. And basically, one of the things that we do, it's an entire system, but to give you like a brief overview, one of the things that you can do is list everything that you've spent your money on over the last three months or six months, even 12 months, Right everything that you've spent your money on. And then you go through line by line and you ask yourself, is this needed to operate my business? Mm -hmm. And I tell my clients, you can only give me three answers. Yes, no, and CBL. CBL means it could be lower, right? Mm -hmm. So if you tell me, yes, Octavia, this is needed to operate my business. My next question will be, okay, well, if this is needed, What has your return on investment been over the last three, six, nine, or 12 months? Mm -hmm. If you can't identify a return on that investment, maybe that's actually not needed. Mm. You with me so far? Loving this so much. Okay. So if you say no, that means you're going to immediately stop spending money in that area. So that could be meals. That could be subscription. That could be a service that you're no longer using or you have a partnership that's no longer beneficial to you. Anything that you say no to, you're not going to spend money on that anymore. So the next month or the next several months, you should see a profit in your business because you're now saving that money right? Mm -hmm. And then the next part is CBL could be lower. So if you tell me this could be lower, the next task is for you to figure out how to get it lower. Because for my clients, when we meet again, I want to see that everything you said no to, you're not spending money there. Everything that you said CBL to, that is now lower because every penny saved is a penny earned.
1: Mm. Love that so much. Love that. So we've talked about really getting clear and looking at your uh, profit and loss, your balance sheet, your cash flow statements, really getting clear on the KPIs and the red flags. Besides looking at our pricing, what is one of the ways that we can really increase the cash flow? And you did also talk about looking at our our net terms. Is there anything else that we can look at to really make sure that our cash flow is increasing in our business?
0: The next thing, and I kind of touched on this with the example that I just discussed, but really taking an introspective look at your money habits, right? Mm -hmm. If you are a business that is operating off of company credit cards, meaning you're unable to take cash from your operating account and pay all of your expenses throughout the month without struggling, and you need your credit card to help you, that is a huge red flag because that means that you're operating on debt, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you are a company that needs a factoring company, to help you consistently. Sometimes it's needed for short term, but if you find yourself seven months, eight months, a year or plus, and you're still using a factoring company, that is absolutely a red flag because that means that your terms, your invoicing, your collections process may need improving in order for you to come off of factoring. Maybe you don't have a cash reserve set up for your business. We call it a financial peace system. Maybe you don't have that set up, so now you're using factoring. So I would say really taking an introspective look At your money habits and the ways that money is leaving your business. Really understand if you're operating off of debt consistently, pricing your services for profit and making sure that your terms are set up in a way that benefits you.
1: Love it. Now you did mention, or I did mention right at the beginning that you had a client that increased their profitability by 350%. How exactly did you do that in, or how did they do that in 12 months?
0: Well, actually, we had 350%. And then our recent client, as I mentioned before, she increased hers by 854%. One of the main ways that we positioned her to achieve this, the first thing was when we first started working together, we caught her books up. So we made sure that her books was up to date and accurate. Once that was done, we hosted a financial plan with her. So basically we created a financial plan for her business and we used some of the same strategies I went over. We did the money leaks exercise where we went through, we list everything that she spent her money on and asked her those questions. We reviewed her pricing and we also, I didn't touch on this, but we also looked at her service model. One of the things I tell my clients is that you want to have a million dollar service model. And oftentimes when you hear that, you automatically think, well, I need 10 services and I need 50 clients in order or hundred clients or 500 clients to make a million dollars in business. And that is not correct. Mm-hmm. You honestly just need to set up your model in a way where as a CEO, you work less, you charge more and you scale faster. Those were some of the things that we implemented for both of the clients. The client that uh, went to 350 and the client that recently had an 854% growth.
1: What were those three things you said? You said work less, charge more. Yes, and scale faster. So it's, when you break it down, it's just so simple. I often say that business isn't easy, but it is simple. And exactly what you said then, you know, a lot of people think that million dollar business is so out of reach, but once you actually break it down and look at the numbers and take the emotion out of it and put that plan in place, it's just about ticking the boxes. Okay. What do I need to do next? Let's just do that. Um, And really just following the process, which is exactly what you're talking about Yeah,
0: Absolutely. You said a key thing, take the emotions out of it and look at your numbers because the numbers don't lie. And the numbers will tell you exactly what you need to do to reach that next money milestone in your business. Maybe it's not a million, maybe it's 500,000, or maybe it's 2.5 million. But if you really pay attention to your numbers and Again, take the emotions out of it and make strategic decisions based on your ideal growth and your numbers
1: you'll get to that next level faster. Mm, 100% can agree with this. I know that when I worked with my first business coach, oh my goodness, way back in early 2000s, we'd been hovering about sort of 300 to 500,000 for a couple of years. It wasn't long, but we were steady there. And the second we really broke down the numbers and put that plan in place, We were at million dollars in six months and from there it just went up and up and up and i went from being afraid of looking at my numbers because i didn't know what they meant to actually being the opposite i would look at them every single day because as soon as i could see that it was almost like a game if i change that by a couple of percent or move that over there then i can move that percentage over there and it really was a game for me um and it got so much easier
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I, it's so funny because, you know,
0: while we help our clients do this, a lot of times it's like that aha moment when, when they see it and they're like and we put it, the numbers in the in the spreadsheet or we we put it all on the whiteboard and we're like, OK, change this, this and this and you'll be at a million dollars. And they're like, oh my goodness. And we literally just changed a couple of numbers and identified the steps for them to take. And they'll come back six months later, 12 months months later. And they're like, oh my goodness, that
1: was amazing. Uh And we just changed
0: a couple of numbers, just a couple of numbers.
1: Yeah, because when you know what numbers you're, you're looking for, then it's just like, you don't have to think, what do I do next? It's just, okay. So to get that number, I need to do this exact thing. All of a sudden you're not in overwhelm. It's just like, all right, well, I'll just do this thing. And it gives you focus and you can just do that thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and oftentimes it's not 10, 12, 20 things. Oftentimes it's like, one or two or five things you need to do. And you're at that next money milestone in your business. But you, you know, you said a key thing. And and I just want to say it one more time. You said, take the emotions out Mm -hmm. of it. And I, I feel like that is so important for all of your listeners to understand, because a lot of times that's the hindrance, the emotions behind the numbers, the emotions behind the business, that if you just let all of that go, and follow the money trail,
1: it will lead to more money. Absolutely. Octavia, this has been such a fantastic and insightful conversation. For people that are listening that would like to have a little bit or find you, you've got a fantastic blog, fantastic YouTube channel. Where can they go to connect and learn more about what you do?
0: you can go to say toprofits.com and we're on all social media platforms at say yes to profits with an s on the end as well as Octavia Connor, E-R on the end. You can find me on all social media platforms. We love, like you said, YouTube videos. Our website has a Say Yes to Profits plan that is free. And I encourage everyone to download it because that will give them the very first steps or, or bricks to
1: their foundation to gain financial clarity. Love it. So we'll link up that Say Yes to Profits plan in the show notes for anyone that really has listened to this episode and they want to get control of their cash flow so that they can make sure that their business thrives and survives through the next six months, 12 months, forever, really. (laughs) Octavia, it's been so fantastic to have you join me today and for dropping all of your value bombs. Thank you for having me. It's been great to share another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast with you. If you want more, head over to cementtheriley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes, the links from today's sponsors and to download your detailed episode companion for the extensive notes and value bombs we shared today. And if you're looking to connect with other experts and change makers just like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive thought leaders business lab community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at samantha riley.global/podcast.